everybody, and welcome to our first ever totally online healing service. It's going to be a good night, and I'm so glad that you have uh, tuned in. We're going to see some really cool things happen. I say see them in a figurative way. I don't actually see you. But God is present here with us, and He is present there with you. Amen. So tonight, like I mentioned, is a healing service. We call it a healing meeting sometimes. And that means we're going to be discussing healing and how to receive it. We're also going to be fielding questions tonight. And, uh, and then we're going to be ministering to the sick um, at some point. It may go on and off throughout the broadcast. It may, may all be at one time. Uh, but there is a number on your screen. And with that number, you can text your healing questions in. Of course, we want to limit it to uh, that subject matter. Don't ask who is the Antichrist or something like that. Uh, we want to focus in on healing tonight so we can be, uh, you know, again, focused, accurate with that subject. Um, I think many of you watching know this. God is not limited uh, to moving in a specific location and can't move other places. What I mean by that, a church building, uh, he's everywhere. He's here amongst us, helping us to minister, and he is ever present with you at, to bring to pass the Word of God in your life. And so I believe there's not going to be any problem whatsoever with God's healing power flowing into your body here tonight. I do want to encourage you to do this. Uh, we're on YouTube and Facebook right now live. So if you haven't already, share this video. And uh, as much as you can, as far as you can, tag some people. Do whatever you need to do so more people can receive this healing word and the healing power of God in their bodies tonight. I am joined by Pastor Bill Thomas. Tonight we're going to kind of tag team uh, this message and this ministry. So... Say hi, Pastor Bill. How's everyone doing? Honored to be here tonight with you, Pastor Mark, and doing what we're, we get to do and um, just share the, the good news of Jesus tonight and watch what he does by just us preaching his word. Watch signs, miracles, and wonders follow right there in your own household. Amen? So, so this is somewhat casual on our side. It's not highly scripted, and we're just going to have fun with it and, uh, and flow and let the Spirit of God lead us. And, uh, and I would encourage you, like, like when we do our Sunday morning online services to remove distractions. And uh, uh, if you want to get the most out of this, uh, you don't need to get up and, you know, be banging around in the kitchen or, you know, scrolling through Facebook while you're, while you're doing this. Just shut everything else off for a few minutes and, uh, and let's, let's focus. And man, that's a, it's such a strong word. I know when I've become ultra-focused, if I can say it that way, where I can identify I am really dialed in right now, I get answers from God mm -hmm. quickly. But when my mind is all over the place and I have a gazillion things going on in my thoughts, it, sometimes it's difficult in that moment to receive from the Lord. So my prayer for you right now is focus power. You know, like Miyagi said to daniel son, focus, daniel son. <laughs> Okay, that's not a verse, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, focus in on what's happening here today. I wanted to read a testimony because just kind of going off of that thought of 
God is working here and He's working there. Wherever you're watching, you could be on the other side of the planet watching this, and the Spirit of God uh, will bring healing to you just as easy wherever you are. Uh, This is a testimony we received a while back. This person said, I wanted to take a moment right to say a special thank you for the ministry that you uh, continue to dedicate yourselves to providing a significant impact, not only in the Boise area, but, but also other places via the internet. And uh, they, they said, I get to visit services on occasion when uh, I am in Boise. Uh, and then their situation that happened, they said, I had fallen on a path with, uh, with ice-packed snow and injured my back. This is sometime last year. Uh, and this, they said, I had a severely pinched sciatica. I was in a lot of pain. And it didn't matter if I was sitting, standing, or laying down. The pain was constant and making it nearly impossible to sleep. I had been to the chiropractor and had x-rays, and they saw that the disc was compressed and causing issues with the nerve. Uh, Fast forward, they said two months, after two months of treatment, they were still the same. Then I was watching the live stream, and there was, at the end of the service, a final prayer for everyone that needed healing, and it was said to lay hands on the infected area, so I did and prayed. Two days later, I'm walking, sitting, and getting up and down with no pain when I realized God had healed me. The moment I realized I had no pain, I had to try out some physical things that I could not do in days prior, and sure enough, I had been healed. I've never had that happen watching through TV before, but I'm thankful for our mighty God who is not limited by anything. And so that's one testimony, and I'm expecting tonight to hear many, many more testimonies. Let me say this while while we're at it. Throughout the rest of our broadcast tonight, as you experience the power of God working in your body, I want to encourage you to testify. Now, some of you can put it right there on Facebook or YouTube. You can text in to that same phone number that we gave you for asking questions. You can text in your testimony. Um, You know, if you want to be anonymous, you can go to our website and click on the testimony page, and, uh, and you can send it in that way. We won't be able to see that live tonight, but we'll get the testimony uh, eventually. So I want to encourage you to tell the truth and shame the devil. Come on. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Uh, I tell you, the testimony of the weak will make them strong. And we need to speak out the Word of God. Praise God. Amen. 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 You God's know, good. God is good. You know, one, one of the things, again, just to um, speak into our lives tonight while you're sitting there and, and maybe wondering, well, you know, the Bible says that we should lay our hands on the sick and they shall recover. Um, but also a, a lot of healings have taken place um, in today's ministry, um, in Jesus's time of ministry, where people were healed in the going um, and, and people were healed of sicknesses, of alcoholism, um, in a prayer of healing when a, a, a loved one was many, many miles away, different states, as a matter of fact, we get testimonies of that. Yep. Yep. And so don't think for one second that because we can't physically lay our hands on you, um, that healing can't happen. No, healing can happen 
in any realm, in any many different ways. And tonight, God is going to show up like he does in, in what we do every time to glorify him. He's going to show up in your living room, your hotel room, and you're going to get healed tonight. Uh, it's by your faith sometimes, and sometimes it's by others, but you're going to get healed tonight. Amen. Amen. And, and actually, you know, I'll just tell you up front, uh, I already know a couple things that are going to be healed tonight. I know Pastor Bill already knows because yeah. the Lord has already revealed to us some things, and, and more of that will come as we go. Uh, but I want to share a few things, and we're just going to tag team a little bit and share a few things that we see from the Word of God and our own, our own lives, and, uh, and then we'll take questions as they, as they come in as well. If you have your Bible with you, look with me at the book of Psalms, uh, chapter 14. Psalm 14. And I want you to notice with me in the first verse, Psalm 14, 1. It reads, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none who does good. Notice that language. The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. That, that verse is almost word for word stated again in Psalm 53. I always find that interesting. When I see something said twice, it should, I think it should get our attention. And, uh, but the fool has said, there, there is no God. You know, I was looking at my calendar today. Many of you are, are aware. One of the things our calendars say our, on our devices, on our computers, is to, it, it will tell you today is April Fool's Day. Not just April 1st, April Fool's Day. And, uh, well, what is, a, what, what is a fool? Who is the fool? According to the Scripture, it's the person who says there is no God. Okay? That, would, that is one of the most foolish things a person could do. Uh, and not only foolish, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. How many know it's dangerous if you say there is no God? Yeah. It's dangerous now. For sure, it is dangerous in eternity. But, but I wanna, want you to think about this from a healing standpoint. You know, the, the starting place in receiving healing is to believe in the healer. Okay? How am I going to believe for something that doesn't exist? How am I going to receive something from God if he, if he doesn't do the thing that I need? Okay? And if I need healing in my body and I don't believe God is the healer, I'm at a deficit before yeah. I even, even get started in this. Alright? And so, believing that God is the healer is not the same as believing that God is the forgiver or believing that God is the provider. All those things are true, but you can have an, a revelation, understanding of God in one way and lack it in another. Mm-hmm. And so, if it's the fool that says there is no God, meaning it's the atheist, as, what we, as, what, as we call them today, the atheist says there is no God, what would you say about a person who believes in God in some ways but not other ways. Maybe, maybe they would be like a healing atheist. They believe God will forgive them of their sins, maybe provide their needs, maybe be joy and peace to them, but they do not believe. They set aside this reality that God is the healer. And so I want to, I don't know, I want to get rid of healing atheists tonight. I, I, I pray that your heart would be filled with confidence 
in our God as a healer. Because then his power is activated in your life. Amen. I know sometimes uh, people uh, may believe that. They may fall in that category because of a hard heart. They're denying that, that reality, that power of God. Many people, though, I think they fall in that category out of ignorance. They just have never been taught. They just, they just don't know um, the, way that, the way that God really is. Yeah. That's so true, you know. Um, I've shared with pastors several times that um, I was just taught wrong. Uh, it wasn't until Life Bible College, and I was in one of Pastor Mark's uh, healing classes, and, and I was recognizing that he was backing up that we're healed by scriptures. And I was taught um, in another denomination, and not by a bad pastor. The pastor was awesome, loving man, um, but just didn't have the revelation that Pastor Mark was alluding to earlier, is I was taught that, well, if God... If it's God's will for you to be healed, you'll be healed here. But if not, you'll be healed in heaven. And, and it left the prayers to be so begging. Um, you know, everything I would read in the Bible, and, and I was seeing fruit from it with, with success of praying like Jesus prayed and praying like Paul prayed. Um, and then I was taught that, well, no, it's, if it's God's will for you to be healed, you'll be healed. And all of a sudden it felt, Pastor, like it was a, almost like a gamble. Like, well, let's just see what, for this person, flip a coin. Flip a coin. It's 50-50, I guess. How much does God love this person compared to the person that he did heal? And um, that left me really confused and, um, and left some doubt in what I was reading from the Word. And um, until, I, until I got into Life Bible College in, in one of Pastor Mark's healings classes, that's when all of a sudden he backed it up with Scripture. And that's something that... Um, as we go into this teaching, I want you to open your ears and open your eyes to hear the truth and to see the truth that sometimes we have, we have created a philosophy that's based on our experiences or others rather than based on the word and the scripture of God. And um, just like me, I had to take that philosophy that I was taught wrong and I had to get that out of my head, renew my mind by the Word of God, and I had to look and say, no, the Word of God is true. My thought is wrong. And so I want to encourage all of us. I've had to do it, and it works quickly. The Word works quickly. Yeah. And so as we continue to move on through this and, and, and just become refreshed and renewed by the Word of God, watch that your philosophies, philosophies will be washed away and the Word of God will be put in and watch the seed grow into life. Yeah. And it's really, it's really impossible to truly have faith for something if you don't know if God wants you to have it. Oh, 100%. It's like the old, the old saying, uh, maybe it was Gordon Lindsay who said that faith begins where the will of God is known. Yeah. And you have to know that God is a healer. You have to know that he loves you and he has made these things available to you, not just someone else or somewhere in the world, but to you. Jesus died for you. Yeah. <laughs> he died for me. I have to know that, that he died for me personally. Then I can receive salvation. I can receive eternal life. Amen. You know, there's a, there's a verse. Uh, I, I, when, I, when I read salvation... Um, when, and for many years now, when I read about salvation or being saved in the, in the Word of God, I, it is not limited in my mind to a person being forgiven and going to heaven. 
And because I've read so many scriptures that tie uh, other components in, other blessings, you can see that salvation is really a package deal. It's not just I'm forgiven, I go to heaven, but suffer my whole life here in the process. No, the Lord has provided for us many things, including healing. You might be familiar with Psalm 103, uh, verse 2 and 3 reads, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Isn't that interesting? Uh, Benefits of being with God is forgiveness and healing. And you'll find it. Well, I I don't didn't plan to do this tonight, but you will find that there are many places throughout the, the scriptures that tie healing and forgiveness together. Nowadays, people want to separate it and say, oh, the Lord will forgive you, but healing is a totally separate issue. I tell you, with God, it's not. They're both readily available for anyone who will call on him and believe and receive, receive these things. And so, go ahead. Yeah, you know, pa- pastors, you were telling that story. Uh, it reminded me of a situation in Africa that I shared with you about. And you grabbed a hold of the revelation of it. And ever since then, it, it, it's changed my way of, of asking questions when, when praying for people. I uh, had a word of knowledge about a, a young man's back injury. And so after the service, I went down and uh, I prayed for him, but I was explaining to him and asking him if he understood what Jesus did on the cross for him. And he said, yes, he died for my sins and I'm saved. And I said, well, that's one of the things he did. And I said, but he also took care of your sickness and your disease and you were healed when he, when he died on the cross. Do you receive it? And he goes, yes, I receive it. And I went to pray for him, but he was already healed. And, and it rocked my whole theology. I was like, but I didn't lay my hands on him. And all I, all I did was explain to him the package deal that happened on the cross. And he said, I receive it. And he got healed just like that. And I shared that story with Pastor Mark. And, and he, he realized the revelation and the impact of we must receive it as a package. It's not separate. They are a, it's a, it's a combined package and it's, they go hand in hand. He didn't die. He did, Jesus, could you imagine being Jesus and sitting on the right hand of God and us being able to readily and easily receive salvation, but not healing and teaching them as separate. Right. I, I just can't imagine what he must be doing thinking yeah. to himself. Oh no, you got to be kidding. Me. You're not getting it guys. Come on, son. Come on, daughter. Yeah. And so um, it's great revelation when you know it's a package deal. Yeah. It seems to be the testimony of a lot of people who have been to unreached parts of the world. Mm-hmm. If they haven't been, uh, I don't know, Christianized, but I don't mean it in the biblical <laughs> sense, but more in the religious sense, mm-hmm. then the testimony of many people is that it is so easy to pray with someone they receive salvation, forgiveness of sins, they get healed in their bodies, they get baptized in the Spirit, all at the same time. Yeah. I mean, they get delivered from demons, they, all kinds of stuff happens instantly with one prayer. Yep, instant. They, I mean, they receive it so quickly. And, and then we come back, you know, missionaries and, and so forth, you'll come back to America and it's like, what's the holdup? What's, what's the hang-up? And, and, and like you said, Pastor Mark, I think it's that we've been Christianized. Um, and... And I don't, I didn't plan on going here, but I think some of it is that we know that the word hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. We know God hasn't changed. So whose fault is it? When somebody doesn't get healed, it's not God's. So it's either mind the preacher or the person receiving. 
And most, most of us don't want to accept that. Right. That's a tough word, but we can't blame God for anything. No, he's faithful. <laughs> he's, he's right. Yeah, he's right. Like all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean all the time. <laughs> yeah. He's right. I, all I the remember time. a testimony from uh, my brother-in-law. He was in uh, Twin Falls ministering to a guy who had cancer. Oh yeah. And in ministering to him, the short story uh, is he led him in a prayer of salvation. And then when they got finished, uh, when he got finished receiving the Lord, uh, he said to him, oh, and we don't, basically, my words, you don't, we don't need to pray for your, your cancer now yeah. because it just left you when you received salvation. Yeah. Amen. Someone might think, well, it's one thing to say that, but what happened? <laughs> he was healed. And still doing, last report I heard, still doing well today, healed of terminal cancer. How? By getting saved. And actually, you know, those testimonies agree with Scripture. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe you're uh, familiar with this, um, but the word, the word save in the New Testament, mm-hmm. translated from the Greek word uh, sozo, and that word, according to Strong's Concordance, means to save, deliver, mm-hmm. protect. It's translated heal, preserve, um, make whole. So sometimes we hear save, and we have this little narrow understanding and view of what that means when God didn't intend it to be that way. Save is a mouthful yeah. in, 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 in the Word of God. It is not just when I die, I go to heaven. It is uh, a major blessing of redemption here and now in yeah. this life, and, and including e- eternity. The other word is the word um, soteria. This is the word for, for salvation. And in, in similar fashion, it, is, it means not only salvation like we think um, go to heaven, it, it has to do with, uh, let's see, uh, rescue, safety, physically or morally. Um, it's translated deliver, health, save, uh, and then, of course, salvation. And so you can see just by the words themselves, if you didn't study any examples in the Bible or anything like that, the very words themselves are all-encompassing when we receive Jesus. So that's why I think being a healing atheist doesn't make a whole lot of sense. We should endeavor to receive God fully, receive Jesus completely in all that He is, all of His uh, divine attributes, attributes should be at work in our lives. Absolutely. I mean, again, I I go back to if Jesus, to me, it's like if we don't receive that and we start separating around, it's like we're spitting on him. I mean, that, that's, how I, that's how it translates to my brain, for my brain to understand. And then, I, and then I think to myself, well, how many times does he need to die on the cross for my healing then? Right. You know, like, he already did it. He already did it for you. And I think one of the, one of the things that is, is one, the, seems to be one of the, the powerful things from the, the transformation from our brain to people's hearts is for them to understand and for us to understand that healing isn't something Jesus is deciding on right now for you. Right. It was already decided on the cross. Yes. It's already been done. It's up to you to receive just like salvation. And, and I, I think of it like this is out of the hardest things I've ever had to do personally in, in my faith walk, and I think all of us have had to do in our faith walk, was actually accept Jesus' salvation. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't have the Holy Spirit guiding me. I didn't have his, uh, him living inside of me. And, and I, all I had was doubt. I mean, I was in a church with, with doubt if this was even real or not about salvation. But the power of the gospel, I heard it and it moved me. Yeah. It wasn't some man's fancy, fancy sermon. It was the power of the Holy Spirit that moved me to say, this is right. I need a savior. And just like salvation, if you've received salvation, you can receive healing. Because it was, it was done at the same time. And, and I, I want you, I really hope you can understand tonight. Um, and if you don't, meditate about it. Pray about it. Search the scriptures and, and prove that we're wrong. It's a package deal. And it's just yours to receive. Jesus is not on the throne right now deciding whether or not you're healed of cancer tonight. He's not making that decision. He's not. No. It's done. He already decided. He already decided. Yeah. He wants you well. Already took stripes on his back. Yep. Amen. Yeah. So really, you think about it. When someone receives Jesus, the effect of that prayer of faith, that, ex- that reception of God's grace, might be limited to what they believe about him. And the good news is, yeah. everyone who receives Jesus seems to gravitate towards the forgiveness of sin. Mm-hmm. Thank God you're in, yeah. you're saved, going to heaven. That is the most important part, no doubt. Nevertheless, if someone only sees that Jesus is that to them, then they are limiting his effectual working in their in their mind, in their body, in, in their finances, in their relationships. And I, I think it would be valuable for us to open our minds mm-hmm. and say, Lord, what did you do? What is the full package of what you did for me? And, and what does salvation encompass? Because I tell you, it is clear to me that if someone will receive Jesus as their, as their forgiver of sins, they'll be forgiven. They'll receive yeah. that forgiveness of sins. But if they will receive him as their healer, come on now. And it really doesn't have to be separated, but sometimes I think we do that. But we're talking tonight so we can open up again. So we can open up. You know, and, and that's, that's something else that I, I believe is so powerful about the gospel, what we're preaching, is it's just simply in between the, the, the beginning and the end, but it's, it's, it's this. You will get what you preach. You will get what you hear. And a lot of people are intimidated to preach healing. Yeah. And, and if you think about it, it makes sense because it's either, it either is or isn't. Yeah. You're either going to see it or you're not going to see it. And sometimes they're probably afraid that they won't see the results yeah. and then they'll you know, be looked down upon or something. Right, like or, lose, or lose people in their congregation. Yeah. And so... Um, it I, takes boldness to do it this. It takes boldness, and, and it takes faith. Yeah. It takes faith and trust in the Lord that he's going to do exactly what his, his word said he would do. But what I know to be true, I've heard Pastor Mark preach it, I've heard um, other men of God preach it, you will get and you will see what you preach. The more you preach about salvation, the more salvations you will see. The more you preach about right. prosperity, you will see prosperity. The more you preach about healing, the more healing you will see. The more we preach about love, and so on and so forth. Because he, well, Jeremiah said he watches over his word waiting perform to perform it. Jesus said, uh, well, Mark said about, G- about the disciples, they went everywhere, preached the word, and he confirmed. Yep. Confirmed it with signs following. Yeah. And so, 
It only makes sense that we're preaching healing tonight. Why? Because we know, I mean, we know that we know that God is waiting. He is just, he's salivating like at a good piece of steak uh, to perform his word. Oh, he can't wait. He wants to see us healed more than us, more than we want. Yeah. And that's hard to believe. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Parents that have sick children, I tell you what, you know how it hurts? You know how you hate to see your children suffer in any way whatsoever? Think about the Father God in heaven. I tell you, He wants your kids healed way more than you do. Yes. And I tell you what, He's looking for a hand. Come on. (laughs) What, what, What do I mean? A believer, one of his one of his kids, us, your, you, a hand of faith. Go put your hand on that child's forehead tonight, in the name of Jesus, and speak life into them. Command that fever to go down, their temperature to come back down to normal. Speak bold in His name, His name meaning in Jesus' name. Speak bold and clear. And I tell you what, the Father God is smiling mm-hmm. at you as you do it. He says, here we go. Now I can do what I wanted to do the whole time and set them free. I tell you, He works through us. Pastor Bill and I have been used in these things uh, quite a bit. We have some experience with healing. But I am, we're both convinced of this. God wants to use everybody. Yes. He is definitely not limited to a select few people that healing flows through. It's flowing right now in people's bodies. Some of you are experiencing change right now as you listen to us. Symptoms are declining. Things are going down. Even tumors are, are, yes. are, are drying up and, and getting smaller and smaller as we speak. And, and, and I tell you, that anointing is working right in your situation right now. But I tell you, you have the power of God in your hands. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, like I said, to a select few or just a five-fold ministry that God would bring healing through. He will do it through all believers. Amen. And in fact, in fact, there are, are, there are situations, even, even tonight, uh, sinus problems right now being healed. If that's you, put your hand right there on your, on your nose and say, in Jesus' name, open up. Be healed now. And our Father, I thank you that your healing anointing is work, working right in their body today in Jesus' name. And that heat thing, maybe it's the child, maybe it's an adult, but like a, a temperature thing, yep. fever thing. Right now, your body is going back down mm-hmm. to the right temperature in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. At the same time, there is a situation with cancer. <laughs> and, and I tell you what, Pastor Bill and I were praying right before the service, as soon as we started... Uh, Praying in the Spirit, I, I just after like a minute, I spoke up. I said, Are you, do you have something in you about someone with cancer tonight? He, he laughs and says, <laughs> yes. And, uh, and, and it just came right up in me. So right now, I don't, yes. maybe you pray for it. Yeah, right now, you're sitting there with, with uh, being told by a doctor that you have cancer. I'm telling you that I know when, when, when the Lord starts telling preachers, that somebody has cancer. It's not because he just wants us to know. He just wants right. to know a secret. He's telling us because he loves you so much that he's letting, he's letting some of us know so that we can tell you that the Lord told us a word of knowledge about you, something yes. about your present situation, and he's doing it so that healing can come. Yep. It's always, it's always seems to be a package deal with healing. So right now, I want you to take your hand and I want you to place it over that over over that place in your body, and and I want you to repeat these words over me. I want you to stand up. I want you to stand up. I don't care how bad it hurts. I don't care how uncomfortable it is. I want you to stand up right now where you're at, 
I mean, stand up. If you have to hold on to the, the side of the couch, then hold on to the side of the couch. But you're going to stand up in faith. And you're going to have your hand on that, that part of the body. And you right now say this. I command that cancer to be gone in Jesus' name. Go away. You cannot be here anymore. You're trespassing. Be gone in Jesus' name. And I am yeah. healed in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> hey, you know, an- another, another word that, that came... Uh, earlier in the day, and, and again, back in the, in the prayer room while we were praying, and I had to ask what it was, because I didn't know what it was, but a heart palp- palpitation. palpitation. And, and, and as I was praying, I just kept on hitting my chest harder and harder and faster and faster, and so I asked Pastor, I said, hey, what, what is a palpitation? Is it real? <laughs> and so he explained it to me, and uh, whoever out there right now is dealing with heart palpitations, I want you to place your hand over your heart. Yeah. And right now, in the name of Jesus, that heart come into line right now in Jesus' name. That, that anxiety be gone in Jesus' name. You can't be there anymore. And peace, there it is, and peace flow into that person's life. Thank you, Lord. And that heart come down. It's normal. It's normal. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's getting good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Getting good. Getting good. <laughs> and just to let you know, we're going to, uh, uh, towards the end of this, we're going to do a prayer for everybody. And so everyone can get in faith at that moment. And, and if, if your situation is not mentioned specifically, that's okay. Uh, I've seen many more people get healed that way than even, you know, identifying just a, a specific item. So get ready, get ready, get yeah. ready. We're going to pray for everybody in, in a little bit. Uh, but as the Lord brings things to our attention and, and brings them to us by word of knowledge, we'll say those things as well. Amen. Yeah, you know, as a matter of fact, teeth. Uh, if you're having teeth problems and, it, and enamel problems, um, je, n- the Lord's going to heal your enamel problems right now. Put your hand over your, on, your, on your sides of your cheeks and just, in Jesus' name, teeth yes. be healed. Enamel grow back, flow back, however that, that stuff is, in Jesus' name, enamel be restored on their teeth right now in Jesus' Thank name. Thank you, Lord. Amen, man. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know how it feels where you are. It feels pretty good right here. I tell you, God is working. He's moving. And uh, believe that as you're listening. Believe it. And even say it out loud. He's working in me right now. The anointing is working in my body, making Mm. me free. We're not coming to you in our own name or by our own strength or might or power. We speak to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. And it is God's power that is at work in you uh, to bring healing and victory in your life today. Praise God. Amen. Uh, I want to invite everybody again. Uh, We're going to answer a couple questions here in a moment. And, and if you do have healing questions, uh, we have a number on the screen, 208-314-2660, and you can text questions. Also, by the way, uh, did I mention this earlier? You can text testimonies too. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, you're, if you uh, have instant um, change that you can testify of right away, uh, we may be able to uh, share some of those uh, live on this broadcast as well. So praise God. I'm going to take a drink of water from these strategically placed uh, amazing mugs from Life Bible College. Um, <laughs> and that's done so, so later when you're praying. Um, 
God can bring this to your remembrance. And, uh, and next year you can be among the elite, <laughs> the highly uh, valued uh, Life Bible College students. It's an amazing experience. All right, didn't plan that, but there you go. Changes people's lives, man. Uh, changed my life, changed uh, my family's life. Um, and not only that, but I mean, we're, we're going around the world. I mean, we're, we're being requested uh, to start Bible colleges in other countries. And, and like Pastor Mark lets, uh, lets us know, look, when something has the, the hand of the Lord on it, it's going to succeed and it's going to grow. Yeah. And, and that's what we're seeing with Life Bible College. And, and it's changing a lot of people's lives. And, and that's why we're doing it. If it didn't change people's lives and, and, and change the communities that we're in, we wouldn't do it. Amen. You want to get to some questions? Or you have Let's get to else? some questions to if there's, yeah. So uh, here's, a, here's a question uh, by Ashley. What could be a reason for me not being able to receive healing for my eyes? Or why has the healing not manifested? If I have faith for it, have prayed about it privately, and people have laid their hands on me. And so I, I think that, I think, I think we're always looking for an immediate one, a, a, a single-fold answer, so to speak. Um, and One answer for all questions, you mean? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you, well, we joke about it quite a bit. We'll just be led. Be led by Holy Spirit, and that's the answer. And, and, uh, and, and uh, that's not always the answer. That's not what would probably help Ashley with her eyes on this. Um, you know, our, one of our pastors, Pastor Doug, on our staff, um, his wife had been praying and believing for her healing of her eyes, if I remember correctly, for a couple years. Um, and was yeah. believing in it, would take off her glasses, um, would use them to drive so that she was safe. Um, and one night on a Wednesday night on a healing meeting like tonight, um, it was interesting. We were down in front and, and I was standing there worshiping. I was like, man, something's going on with pastor Doug's wife. This is pretty awesome. Don't know what it is. She got healed of her, her eyes got healed that night. Yeah. And it had been, been, a, been, I think a, a couple years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, having said that, you don't want to put your expectation on this is going to take a long time. Right. Because what we need to do is believe we receive in the moment and believe that 100% of the time, the moment I either pray the prayer of faith or hands are laid on me, I take my step of faith, healing begins instantly 100% of the time. If you don't believe that, that's the believing error. Okay? If we have a belief that, that God is somehow withholding this for a later period in time, that's not consistent with... Uh, with redemption, not consistent with Jesus on the cross. Again, to our subject tonight, you'd never tell someone that who wanted to be forgiven. Okay, you can pray now, but your forgiveness might not show up for a year. You would say, no, uh, you pray now, you receive now. And, and one of the things I, I want to draw your attention to is I would try to avoid separating um, healing from manifestation. Yes. Sometimes say, people will say, I've prayed and I believe I'm healed. I'm just waiting for the manifestation. How about you tie those things right back together and say the healing is the manifestation. And when I believe and I receive, I have the manifestation which is healing. And what happens then? Then immediately it goes to work in your body. Right then, right there. I understand we have all experienced things that didn't fully... Um, uh, show up in the physical world. How, how can I say that? Uh, 
immediately. I mean, I've seen immediate things happen, and I've seen things that started and rapidly progressed. We've seen healing on a number of different levels. Uh, but the, the, the key there is to believe and take that healing immediately right now, and 100% of the time it begins in that moment. Yeah, that's, that's good. You know, another thing, uh, word of advice that, that the Lord shared with me about uh, receiving, and that is, what is your praise like? And, 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 he, and he said it like this. He goes, show me what my people praise me for, and I'll show you what they believe for. And I'm not saying you aren't doing this or you are doing this. If you are, I would encourage you to continue to do this, and that is continually praise the Lord for your healed eyes. And, you know, sometimes if you're not seeing any change, you're like, no, thank God I'm healed. I thank God that I see perfect. I see 2020. I'm waking up seeing 2020. And and you just keep praising your way through it. Don't let uh, the eyes of our flesh dictate the manifestation of the healing. And and that is the hardest thing to do when it's something like our eyes. But I tell you what, um, just you stay, I mean, be to have tenacity about it. Um, don't let go of it because, again, you can't let go of something that was already given. It was already given. It's not lost. You don't have to search out and find it again. You did receive it, like Pastor said. Bind those two together yeah. um, and receive your healing. Yeah. Here's another question. It, it, it's, uh, I don't have a name from this one, for this one, but if God is the healer, why do we have doctors and nurses? And then probably a related question, does God heal through these natural gifts? Uh, you know, that's an interesting question. Um, uh, sometimes people see, there is a, there, let me say it this way, there is a perspective that doctors and nurses actually help people rely on man instead of God. Okay? That's one, one, one way to look at that. In the big picture, I look at it this way. Okay? God wants people well. He designed our bodies to fight off illness, to fight off sickness. And if you want to say natural gifts in that regard, our bodies are designed to repel sickness. They, you know, you cut yourself, it will heal. God created us to be well. And I see that doctors and nurses are, they want the same result that we want through prayer, through faith, through the gifts of the Spirit. And so, um, why, I mean, why do we have doctors and nurses? Well, if you want to go all the way back, because there's sin in the world. Mm -hmm. If there wasn't ever sin, there would never be disease. Okay? And at the, at the same time, not everybody has faith. Not everybody has a relationship with God. And, and many people are kind of in the middle, and they can trust God on some level, and they need natural help. And I'm not here to minister guilt or condemnation or saying you're deficient for, for going a natural route. I'm just saying the power of God is available to us all by faith in what Jesus did for us on the cross. So, yeah. Good? You want to get the next one? Or? All right. This is going to be a three-part question, I have a feeling. <laughs> it's by Kendall. When Jesus was at the pool of Bethesda, why didn't he heal everyone? Uh, and that's... that's Kendall's referencing this question that's in John chapter 5. And, you know, there's, there's several ways that I've seen this looked at. I've read some commentaries on it um, and so forth. And, and there's some people believe that, well, he wanted to show everyone else that 
you know, he could do it. He wanted to show everyone else, if that person had faith, why didn't you? Um, and the thing is, is Jesus walked in and, and he had the gifts of the Spirit flowing. You know, he, yeah. he, had a, he had a gift of the Spirit flowing and a word of knowledge of this man that was laying down by the pool, um, and he could never get in. I mean, could you... <laughs> I like this story, but could you ever yeah. imagine laying by a pool, and the only way you could get healed was if you were the first person in it. Right. But he couldn't get anybody to carry him into it. Right. So he just stayed there. Yeah. And, and what I think is, is awesome is, you know, Jesus, there's so many things that we will see where... The Lord will meet us where we're at. Jesus met this man where he was at. And he, he lifted him up onto his feet. And what I think is powerful about this story is that, one, it shows Jesus walking in gifts of the Spirit, just like we are willed by Holy Spirit in, the, in those gifts. Two, it showed that the man had faith, right? He, he, needed, mm-hmm. he, needed, he believed in that, but he didn't know about Jesus. Yeah. He, he got to know about Jesus. Jesus yeah. was like, I'm going to show you who God sent to the world for this healing. And this is what some commentaries have said that, that kind of enlightened me, and I like this because it matches my personality a little <laughs> bit, is basically he walked in and showed everyone, you guys need to stop believing in this stupid little bubbling water. My son Jesus is here to, 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 to take away sin and, and heal the sick. And so there's that. Um, but I know that there's, there's other ways to look at it and pastor, you have a you have another one that I know is is yeah. I think that I mean you should read the story and read the whole thing yourself. But I think it's a a logical question. Why did he go in there and heal one person and mm-hmm. not everybody else? And there are some things you can notice about the story. Jesus didn't go in there and teach. Mm-hmm. This was not at one of his meetings where multitudes were healed. Uh, if he doesn't teach the word, people don't have faith to receive. Why do you think Jesus would go in places and his message was the Spirit of the Lord is upon me? because he has anointed me. People would then, then have faith in the power that was on him. He walked into this situation, like Pastor Bill said, it's gifts of the Spirit. He's being led. He goes, goes in there and ministers to one man who really, when Jesus asks him about his condition, he just complains. He doesn't mm-hmm. say, just lay your hand on me and I'll be healed. <laughs> uh, so really, I, yeah. wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say, he, maybe he had faith in the stirring of the water, yeah, but he true. couldn't get to it. But he wasn't in a position, hey, here's my answer. Jesus is coming in. I'm going to be yeah. healed. Uh, it was totally gifts of the Spirit manifesting, bringing that guy out. And someone said, why didn't Jesus heal everybody else? Well, because he couldn't. Not in that way. If he were to go in and teach the word, people would believe and he could help them that way. But just randomly going in and healing people just because he was Jesus, that is not the way he ministered. And even in his hometown, he tried to get those people healed and he couldn't because of their unbelief. Okay? So sometimes we see the ministry of Jesus a little differently than I think it really was. And, uh, and it was, it's God's will. Obviously, Jesus yeah. wanted all those people healed, but um, it wasn't just a wave of the hand and everybody is healed. It does, healing doesn't really work that way. So, that'd be kind of like witchcraft. <laughs> I mean, it's magic. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, that's interesting. You, uh, here's, here's another one. Let's see. Uh, when we confess that we are healed, what should uh, uh, be the following actions? What does using wisdom look like? Following actions, well, they should be consistent with what you say. If I say I'm healed and then act in a way that I'm not, that's a contradiction. We need to have conviction and let everything be in agreement. We're, our, our confession of healing is basically saying what God said about ourselves. And so if I say I am, then my actions should be in agreement with that. 
I'm not going to give someone an act of faith, you know, a, a step of faith and say, you should act this way, you should do this. A lot of that has to do with your own conviction mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit leading you in what you should do. And so I don't want to create a situation where someone thinks um, a particular physical act is the key to healing. You know, someone throwing away their medicine or throwing away their eyeglasses is the key to healing. Well, that's not a verse, mm-hmm. okay? I know some people have been healed that way. It doesn't mean you will. Uh, I would encourage you believe the Word beyond that. I don't want to add to the Word unless, uh, you know, again, I have faith or conviction in an area or the Spirit of God directs me to do something. Uh, I can stay with the simple Word of God, pray the prayer of faith, laying on of hands, that kind of thing, and, uh, and I can be healed that way. Yeah. So, good, good. Yeah, that's good. You know, speaking on, on that, I have real life experience from our daughter, our youngest daughter who was sick of, I mean, doctors would have loved to put a name on it, but, but they couldn't find a name for it. She was sick of dairy. She was sick of potato. I mean, it was everything. And uh, she came to a healing night um, because she heard testimonies from, from Life Church of people getting healed of celiac disease is, is what they thought it was. And so she asked, I mean, she was, I think, uh, 11-ish at the time, and she asked uh, her mom to bring her to a healing meeting, and Pastor Mark laid his hands on her shoulders, and um, she said it felt like a rock left her stomach, and all of a sudden it was light. She asked immediately, Mom, can we go have ice cream? Now, ice cream was Satan to her. <laughs> ice cream was... Like it, within an hour and a half, her puking, and then her sleeping for about eighteen to twenty hours. Um, I mean, and migraine headaches. It was brutal. And and my wife at the time, she would she would tell you, not knowing how to act on that healing, she was just like, yeah. And so they went down. They had ice cream, and she's been eating ice cream and dairy ever since. And so thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus right? And, and no joke. And, and th- I think about this is that sickness held an entire family captive yeah. of being, being able to eat with freedom. I mean, take pizza and ice cream away from somebody? Come on. And so the act of believing and the act of standing in faith yeah. For her was, I get ice cream. I just got And healed. you can see, she knew that she could do that. She knew. It wasn't someone else telling her she had to. Yep. She got her healing yeah. and acted on it. Yeah. And her action was a result of what she believed, yeah. not an action trying to believe something. Yeah. Okay. And that's I think that's some of the difference. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. good. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, this question comes from Hyacinth. All right. How many people are named Hyacinth? <laughs> I think I might know her. Uh, <laughs> how do you minister to someone who believes God allows sickness or, or they're asking why God allows bad things to happen to them? Well, uh, excellent question. A lot of people do believe that. And uh, the way you uh, minister to them is, one, if you have a leading from the Lord to do anything, yes. you act on that. The Spirit of God will guide us in the moment to say things, to do things, and you can act on that all the time and get results. As a general rule, when someone believes incorrectly about God, I want to give them the Word. I want to show them Scriptures. If they're not open to that, I want to start with a testimony of my own and say, this is how God healed me, or tell someone else's testimony. But ultimately, uh, I need to change the way they think and get their cooperation. Once we can get them, if they're in reverse... 
I want to try to get them in neutral at, at first. Then maybe I can push them. You know what I'm saying? Like you can push a car. But if they're in reverse and I'm trying to push them forward, we're not going to get anywhere. And so the way I get them into neutral is to, I want to help them to open their mind and, and believe some of the things that the Word of God says. I mentioned earlier, Mark's chapter 6, where Jesus' hometown, they were so full of unbelief, he could do, do no mighty works mm-hmm. there. The problem there was unbelief, as it says, but then he went around in a circuit teaching them. And so yep. you bring the Word of God, they have something to believe, hopefully they can get into drive, step on the gas, and we can uh, really help them then. But sometimes we think, uh, someone has a problem, I just need to pray. No, no, prayer is only one tool in our belt. Prayer is effective, but it's not the only way that we receive all things. We need to hear the Word of God and believe it. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes um, I, I like to use um, other tools than myself, mm-hmm. meaning if I'm trying to, to minister to, to a friend or, or somebody that's close to me that's having a tough time um, and believes that God allows bad things to happen to them, I'll try to put a, a, the Word into them, like you said, but they might not even be even there to receive the word yet. So I'll try to get a, a book into their hands that read and say, hey, read this. Share a testimony with them. Um, because ultimately, um, I look at it this way. If they're not going to believe and they're not in a place to believe, I don't want to lay hands and pray for them because right. it's only helping their unbelief. Their lack of victory will feed their unbelief. Right. Yeah. And, and unless, like Pastor Mark uh, said, unless I have a direction or a manifestation of healing readily, mm-hmm. then, then I would probably wait until I have that to pray for somebody. You know, it's like Paul, when he was being followed by the, the girl with the, the demonic spirit. Why didn't, why didn't he do that? I mean, she followed him around for three days pestering him. And uh, again, the only thing I can come to is that by the third day, finally there was a manifestation by the Holy Spirit to kick that devil out. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I've heard that, that taught by uh, Brother Hagen who, who, who shared that story. Yeah. So I would look at avenues like that, maybe a book about healing um, that you know is based on the Word of God, um, and then just testimonies and, and getting good things into their hands um, and be led. Yeah, and go on our website. There is a lot mm-hmm. of teaching on healing. If you do take a little time to search them out, there's tons of messages that will feed your faith. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Uh, the next question is, Kyle, uh, why did Jesus have to pray twice for the blind man in Mark chapter 18? Uh, that's talking in verse Mark 14. Mark 8. Yeah, let's Mark, eight. Oh, Mark 8, 14 through yeah. 26. Um, and so, you know, we could, we could say that Jesus just didn't have enough faith, Pastor. Yeah, he just, just having a bad day, Bad I guess. day, yep. Didn't, <laughs> didn't have his V8 that morning, I guess. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, I'm joking. Totally joking. Um, you know, with that, he, p- he prayed for the blind man and, and opened up his eyes and, and said, well, I see, I see men that look like trees. Trees walking. Yeah, yeah trees walking. And, and I, again, remember that we're working with people. Yeah. And again, where Jesus, Jesus met people where they were at. And so there was, there was improvement. And so Jesus was like, okay, this is where this guy's faith is at. Let's pray for him again. Mm-hmm. And again, by experience, I know that, that I've had to do that for people. Yeah, and, so Okay, so that makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> I always think I'm in good company because Jesus did it. That's definitely good company. <laughs> I, I think of it sometimes like hitting a nail. 
Sometimes you hit it and it goes halfway in. What should you do? Hit it again. Throw up your hands and say, it's not the will of God for this nail to be all the way in. Or hit it again. Smack it again. For some reason, I don't always always know the reason, but I've laid hands on ministered to people. I said, now check it. Move. You know, check yourself. And they say, nothing. It doesn't know. Nothing. Nothing has changed. And I've said to them, let me put my hands on you again. Yeah. Now, I don't mean we're praying again. I don't mean we're, we're asking God like he didn't hear us the first time. I mean we're swinging the hammer. I mean through the anointing. And, and, and I can tell you, just like you've experienced, I put my hands on people again, and the power of God goes all over them the second time. Yep. So, yeah, it, it's interesting. These things do work that way sometimes. Yeah, and it's encouraging. You know, the, the disciples that wrote that down, they must, have, they must have sat there and thought to themselves, I might want to write down that Jesus prayed for somebody multiple times. Because <laughs> I, know, I know they probably did too. Yeah. And so, you know, Kyle, if you're, if you're in that situation, sh- strike the nail again. Strike the nail again and, and pray. Um, you know, our African pastors say this, push. And he says, pray until you see it happen. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and sometimes, you know, I, I notice the language in the question, should we pray multiple times? It depends on what you mean by prayer. Obviously, if you know the word, the prayer of faith is a one-and-done mm-hmm. prayer. So it's not like, Father, do this. Um, come on, Father, do uh, this. It's not like that. It's more of ministering. It's, like I said, like hitting the nail again. It's not like God didn't hear us, and so we're going to keep asking it until he finally responds. No, that is the, that is the wrong approach. So uh, maybe you don't mean that, but sometimes words reveal uh, what we believe. Okay? So, let's see. Here's another one. Did you read that last one? Yes. So I'm up. Or you got them from here you on got, out? You got it. Uh, Lino, if, if I... Hey, my questions are moving. <laughs> if I understand everything you are saying, what is the disconnect from receiving? Um, the disconnect from receiving. I don't understand that question. Uh, here's another one. Does fasting remove the unbelief? Uh, I, I know the reference you're probably thinking of. Um, fasting helps us believe, which is the opposite of unbelief. And it does in the sense that uh, it doesn't move God. Let me be clear about that. But fasting helps us to be spiritually sharp and sensitive and faith is of the heart. It's not of the physical being. So when you deny the flesh, your spirit rises up in, in a stronger way. So that is helpful in our faith life. Yeah, that's good. Next question. Janet, should I lay hands on, should I lay hands on and pray for healing for someone if they refuse to forgive? Oh, that's a, <laughs> that is a packaged up question right there. Um, there are many ways to to do that. That those are one of those it's it's those are always ones that would be great to be in front of the person because you're able to receive words of knowledge and gifts of the spirit to help minister to that person to bring them into a place of receiving. Um, and explaining them explaining to them about the root of bitterness and about the 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 root of forgiveness because what we've seen um, by experience is that they could get the, they could receive the healing, but once that root of bitterness comes back and that that unforgiveness comes back, they lose the healing. 
Yeah. It, it, it seems to go hand in hand. Um, in, in fact, in Mark uh, 11, 23, 24, if we go further down in that mm-hmm. verse, it is tied into, into, faith. into yeah. faith and forgiving. Yeah. And so um, that one would require, Janet, I would encourage you to minister to the person and, and let them know uh, about forgiveness and, and the root of bitterness so that they can not just receive it, but actually uh, keep the healing. Um, so that would be my answer for that one. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, any other questions? And send in testimonies, too, as we're going. Um, let's see. Why, why do we... I don't see a name. Why do we see Christians that know the Word and believe in healing pass away at a young age? That's a, that's a very broad question with probably a very specific application. And so... Uh, to say that, to, to give one answer for everyone who has passed away, you know, before fulfilling, living out their whole life, I don't think that would be, that would do serve, a good service yeah. to anybody because I don't think it's all tied into one answer. And honestly, from a distance, other than stating the basic principles of faith and healing and redemption and authority, we can say those, but in a very specific situation, I would really need to know more, okay? And when someone says they believe in the Word, well, I mean, I don't really know, you know? I don't know where someone's heart is. I don't know what their, what their faith is. Um, never would I imply that someone who passed away young didn't love God, wasn't a real Christian or something like that, but I can't really diagnose, especially at a distance, um, why someone didn't get um, everything that God promised them. Yeah, you know, uh, I think what's important to know and to always remember, and and, and you probably do whoever asked that question, um, but it, for those of the that are watching and listening, if this is a place where you're not, it's it's definitely not because God that was God's plan. Absolutely not. God God doesn't doesn't do that. Uh, no. We live in a fallen world, and Jesus never told anyone anything like that. Right. This person didn't get healed because of God didn't want them to. Right. Jesus never said that to anybody. He never turned anyone down that wanted healing. And so, if we get, we have to keep God's side of the equation crystal clear and perfect and flawless and not impugn him in any way, then we're open to, Lord, teach me. Yeah. Show me what I need to know. And his spirit's in us. He'll guide us. If you seek after him, he'll reveal truth and direct you in the way you should go. Yeah, that's good. You know, I, I just was reading something the other day and somebody, uh, it was a Christian singer and, and they lost their wife um, and they were pretty young at the time. But he ended up writing a song. Uh, I can't remember who he, who he is, but he wrote the song, I Still Believe. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really what the song was about because man, God took his wife. Why didn't, and he asked kind of the same question. They were young. Why didn't he heal her? And what he came to, which was so powerful hearing him talk about it was, well, it doesn't matter that she's here or not here. I still believe in God and that he's a good God. And he would have never taken my wife at a young age. And he tied it into what we're talking about is that we live in a fallen world. Yeah. And, and what the devil come to do? Still kill and destroy. Yeah. So it, it, and unfortunately, concerning all people, we don't have all the answers for every situation of things that have already happened. Um, maybe it's between them and God. For sure it is. Uh, and, uh, and still sad on our parts when we lose somebody. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, I've known people that have passed away too young. 
believers. And in the moment, I didn't know why. And later, maybe a year later, I started to understand. I started to see uh, what what was hindering them from, from receiving what God had provided for them. And so, uh, based on that, again, I'm not here to make judgments about every situation and give a pat answer. I just know, for me, and for those I minister to, I can take God at His Word, and it works 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. So, praise God. Yeah. Uh, next question. If I have faith for healing and have had hands laid on me, what could be a reason for me not to receive my healing? Um, you know, I always pay very close attention to what people say. It, it might be my background as a, as a cop. Um, always listen to what people's words are. Yeah. Um, but I also do that with the word. I was all, I'm always very mindful of what Jesus said, uh, what Paul said. And, and when I'm counseling with people and, and reading this question, if I have had faith for healing and have had laid, hands laid on me, what could be the reason for me not to receive my healing? Well, because you didn't receive it. It's in your, it's in your question. And I, I don't mean to sound curt, but it's super interesting how people speak is really showing a belief that you didn't receive it. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, there's kind of the answer within the question. Um, I, would, I would really encourage you to go back into um, and hear what Jesus spoke to people. There are so many stories with the, that we have of Jesus' accounts where it says, by your faith you're healed. Mm-hmm. By your faith you're healed. Faith made you whole. Faith, yep. Yeah, faith made you whole. Um, come, come to my house, my child is sick. No, go and they'll be, they'll be healed. Yeah. And so I want to encourage you to receive it. I mean, sometimes we, sometimes we have, I know this from personal account, spending time with Holy Spirit in prayer and asking Him to reveal and teach me and guide me yep. what I'm missing. And, and by the question, I think this person knows that it's, it's them missing it, not God missing it. But Holy Spirit's never failed me when I've said, show me where I'm missing it. I have a blind spot somewhere. Show me. Mm-hmm. He's always showed me, and then that unlocked the door for, for me to walk through like he's going to do just for you. Amen. Uh, another question, what does it look like to act on your faith when symptoms of sickness remain? Uh, some of that goes to an earlier question. You can act. Pastor Bill's daughter went for out for ice cream. Yeah. But I'm not going to put that as the rule because that's not a verse. But right. that worked in her situation. And that was a manifestation of her faith. I tell you, as a general rule, what many of us can do, what I have done personally uh, through my life, is I take my stand of faith, I speak the word, I take authority over the enemy and over sickness, and then I praise God, mm-hmm. and I worship God. And, I, and there, there are times, um, I can remember a time I was being attacked with some s- symptoms of some things, and I just walked around for an hour, about an hour, and there's no spiritual significance to the hour, uh, just praising God, thanking Him. I w- and, I, and I even told him, said, Lord, I'm not praising you because I'm trying to get you to do this. I'm praising you. You know. You know what I know. I know what you know about this. I'm just praising you to keep myself focused on what's true. And then I just worshiped him. I thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. And at the end of that, it's mostly gone. And within a short period of time, all gone. And uh, so I think praise and just thanking the Lord for, for your healing 
for the victory is something we can all act on. And faith uh, does look like that. Praise is yes. a manifestation of faith. Yeah, that's a good word. Uh, next question, Angie. What do you tell someone who has received healing and then symptoms came back months or years later? Um, what, a, what a great thing. Because this is one of the easiest things to work with, I, I think. Because they've already received healing for a long time. Yeah. And so they know they can do it again. And so you, you encourage them that they can get it again. But on top of that, what a great opportunity, Angie, to um, get them into a place. Because most times people lose their healings. Like we answered in earlier questions of because of unforgiveness comes in or bitterness comes in. Um, but also, usually people lose their healings. You know, we see manifestations of great healings in, in large groups in our church services and stuff like that because the, the manifestation is so powerful with so many believers in faith. And then people leave and they lose it. Well, they lose it because they don't know their authority. Yeah. You know, we've been around people where, where they've had no issues being around us mm-hmm. and then they leave yeah. and they get it again. Right. And and so part of that is to encourage them, to give them teachings, to give them scriptures on uh, a be- the believer's authority in which we carry as believers and letting them know because the devil does want to come and steal the, steal the word right, right as fast as he can. And so we've got to encourage them that they have the authority to command that sickness to be gone and it's theirs. It's theirs to keep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zoe says... Uh, how do you know if you are praying the right way for someone's healing? Well, uh, understand this, that praying or believing or ministering healing is the right thing to do. And it's not a matter of, of having the perfect yeah. words. It's, it's hard. I think it's kind of hard to get that wrong. Um, if you are praying and speaking against sickness and disease... Uh, that is right. Okay, obviously you can read Jesus, what he said, what he did. You could read prayers in the Bible and learn and grow. But don't ever think that, that praying along these lines for healing, that your words have to be exactly right for it to work. God knows your heart. It's about believing on the inside and then releasing that through prayer and through words. And, uh, and that works. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Bill. What helped you switch your philosophy from where you were to where you are now? Uh, I think this is in regards to, to believing in healing rather than believing what the Word says rather than, oh, it's God's will and feeling like it's kind of a, uh, a hopeful thing, 50-50. Well, I think part of it is um, I did believe exactly what the Word said. Uh, again, sharing, sharing with pastors, he asks questions uh, when we talk sometimes about this topic is, when this was happening, I was just figuring, look, I may not be Jesus, but I can be Paul. Like, Paul was just a dude, and, and he murdered Christians. I've never done that. So I was thinking to myself when I was younger, if Paul can do it, I can do it. And I'm going to do what Paul does. And then I was taught out of that. I was taught to believe that, no, it's, it's whether God wants them healed or not. And... Um, and so I, I was seeing great success to now doing what I was taught where I wasn't seeing great success. And then it started creating doubt. And, um, and doubt's a bad place to get because of that wrong philosophy. It was creating doubt in the Word of God. And then what changed it was 
I'm not kidding. It was Life Bible College and Pastor Mark's healing class where he showed me the Word of God and I realized, okay, the Word of God's right. I'm wrong. I have to know I'm wrong and I have to change my, my thought to what the Word says. And anytime that I experience where I've had a wrong philosophy, I have to find it right in the Word. And once I find it right in the Word, I just, I thank God that I'm, I'm built that way that I can just flip a switch and say, okay, that's what it is. It's simplistic. I don't need to understand the, the nuts and bolts of it. It's just so. And yeah. so I encourage you that the Word says to renew your mind daily by the Word of God. If you're not renewing your mind daily by the Word of God, it's, it's hard for the, the culture and the philosophy not to sink in. So I would encourage you to remind, you know, renew your mind daily by the Word of God. Amen. Well, you know what? I think we should get to our, our, our prayer and, and ministering healing to anyone and everyone that needs it today. Um, uh, and, you know, there's a, a very well-known verse over in Mark 11. Look at that. I turned right to it. <laughs> um, Mark 11, 20, 23, well, 22, Jesus said, uh, Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. And, and so today, uh, in, in concluding this healing service, uh, like I said earlier, I, I want to just pray for everyone. Um, and, and the power of God will work right in you. But here's what I want to encourage you to do is to participate with this, that as I pray, or Pastor Bill prays, um, that you speak, and I say pray in a general way, in a loose way, because I'm speaking life by speaking God's Word over your body. But you agree with that by saying the same thing. It's your mountain, okay? If you, if you have a, a, a disease of some kind, an injury of some kind, uh, it's, that's your mountain. You speak to it in Jesus' name. Yeah. And you say you know, knees, be healed, or whatever it might be. Or if it's a condition that has a name, say that name. I command this uh, something, something, osis. <laughs> uh, to go from my body in Jesus' name. Is everybody ready? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. All right. Well, if you would do this, um, uh, put your hands on your body and say these things out out loud. Don't, don't repeat after me. I'm just going to speak and speak life to you. But you can say these things in your own uh, living room or wherever you are. And, uh, and let the power of God work right in you today. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you now for the light, the revelation that we have from your word. We know what Jesus did for us. We know he suffered on the cross and bore the, all the sin of the world and he was striped for our healing. He was made a curse for us that we could be blessed and we could be made well. So thank you for the redemptive work of Jesus. He is raised from the dead. The devil is defeated. Uh, sickness has been defeated. And so now today we, we take up that name, the name of Jesus, and we use it. We thank you for the anointing, the power of God that goes out even now into bodies. I speak to bodies today. Yes. I command them 
Be healed in Jesus' name. Every sickness and every disease, every infirmity, every injury, we speak to you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be healed today. Bodies straighten up. Come into alignment. Be made whole. Devil, take your hands off those people. Take your hands off their body. You are defeated and have no right to afflict them any longer. In the name of Jesus, we resist you and command you to go. Father, thank you right now. The anointing is working in people's bodies. Working in their in their or in their internal organs, working in their blood, working in their bones, working in their brain. The power of God is manifesting in bodies all Hallelujah. over the place, right Hallelujah. here, right now, Hallelujah. wherever people are sitting. Hallelujah. Right now, the anointing is manifesting in their bodies. Hallelujah. We believe you. We believe that we receive these things now in Jesus' Hallelujah. name. Yes, Hallelujah, yes, Lord. Yes, praise Lord. God. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. And, and, and right now, if, if there's somebody, you know, your name is Kylie. You're, man, fear needs to stop with you right now in Jesus' name. Fear, leave Kylie right now. Kylie, I, I pray peace over you right now. I, I pray peace over you right now. Holy Spirit, go into her home right now. Go into her home right now and fill it up with peace. And that anxiousness you, and fear be gone in Jesus' name. Uh, Kyle, I don't know how old you are, but sweetie, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to yeah. be fine. Everything's got Jesus has his hand on you. Everything's going to be fine. Your family's going to be fine. Yes, Lord. And alcoholism. Those battling alcoholism. Liver. That's what it is. Liver. Be healed in Jesus' name. Come into line right there in Jesus' name. Alcoholism be gone. That that thirst for alcohol be gone in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, you quench him. You quench him right now. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. God. It looks like uh, some people have sent some specific requests in. Let's speak to those now for a moment. There's an individual dealing with smoking. That's an addiction. That's a bondage. So I speak against that addiction in the name of Jesus. That addiction to nicotine. We break your power over that person's body here today. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Their desire leaves for that stuff today. Uh, uh, what's that next word? Eczema? Eczema. Eczema. In Jesus' name. Ha! Yes. You go from that person today. You leave yes. that person's life. Leave their body. In the mighty name yes. of Jesus. Another person has a pinched nerve in their neck. Pinch, yeah. Or pinched nerve in the back. In, in their back. So nerve, we just speak healing to you now. Now. Unpinch. (laughs) Back straighten up. Nerves come into perfect working order from this day forward. In Jesus' name. Uh, See, another person has, has peanut allergies. Oh, wow. That's, is that similar to your daughter? That was similar, yeah. Yeah, you pray. That was similar. Father God, right now, Holy Spirit, you go in right now into that home and devil, that sickness of peanut allergies, you leave them right now in Jesus' name. And Holy Spirit, you bring healing from head to toe, into the stomach, into the intestines, and sickness, you gotta go. Thank you gotta you, go. Yeah. You gotta go in Jesus' name. Yeah, leave now and let them for the rest of their life enjoy peanut butter. 
In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Ringing in the ears. Ringing. I've seen this happen a bunch mm-hmm. of times with people. Ears now open up. Yep. Ringing. Stop. Stop in Jesus' name. Father, we're thanking you right now that Thank your healing you, power is flowing Thank right into Lord. their ears. And ma- <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Right there. <laughs> Amen. Woo. Man, I get joy mm. when I pray about these things. It comes yeah. not from up here, but right down on the inside of me. It's the yeah. joy of the Lord. You yeah. got the victory now. Lord, Thank Jesus. you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, uh, someone's got the coronavirus. I've heard of that recently. But the name of Jesus is above the name Amen. of coronavirus. Amen. And so in the name of Jesus, yes. I speak to your body, command that virus to die. die. Dry up right where you are in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank, Thank you, Jesus. Lord. Praise God. Someone, you, you get those last two. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, tooth decay. Come now on, they keep man. coming in. Yeah. <laughs> right now, I command that tooth decay be healed in Jesus' name. I've seen, I have seen brand new teeth come into people's mouths. Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, rebuild, rebuild, rebuild that tooth. Into Thank perfect you, and wholeness right now in Jesus' name. Asthma. No, you can't stay there any, anyways. You're a liar too. Leave their lungs right now in Jesus' name. Put your hand on your chest right there and say, Asthma, be gone in Jesus' name. I am healed. I am healed. Thank you, Lord. Sciatic nerve. Sciatic nerve. That swelling in your back right now. Put your hand on, there, on your lower back right back there. And say, in Jesus' name, be healed. Thank you, Lord. Whole and Jesus healed name. right there in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, one last one. Uh, I have like uh, uh, skin boils. I, I, I don't know exactly what those are, but like bubbles on your skin. Um, like a, 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 go- a gourd. I don't know what that is. Uh, a gorda. <laughs> uh, right now, I command that 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 skin growth be gone and Jesus fall you, off Lord. of that skin right now in Jesus' yes. name. In Jesus' name, be gone right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, renewed and shame, shame be gone in Jesus' you, name. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Lord. Oh, praise Thank God. you, Lord. We're so thankful for His power. We're so thankful for His mighty presence and. Uh, uh, this went a little bit longer than I yeah. thought it would, but you guys asked a lot of Praise questions, God. and we probably didn't get to all of them, and, uh, uh, you know, maybe there'll be another opportunity, uh, but uh, I-, I believe that God has answered questions, He has helped us all in our faith, and thank God for the manifestation of His healing power working in every person's body now. Amen. We give Him all the glory. Thank you, Praise Jesus. God. Anything else in closing? No. Just excited. Just excited what God's doing in, in the world, man. Like, this is such a cool time to live and to be to be a Jesus follower. Come on, man. To walk around and, and to be able to pray things out for people. What an exciting time. Oh, yeah. Do not let yourself be discouraged yeah. in any way. Things are looking up for us. Amen. When I say us, those who are in the family, yes. in the body of Christ, those who are a part of God's army. Amen. Things are getting better and better and better. And so... Uh, Things are looking up. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to the live healing broadcast tonight. And we trust that you've enjoyed it and have received from God. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Amen. God bless. God bless.